Welcome to Brad Kyle's Brad's Motor Works podcast. We'll be talking about some things about BMW, some things of cars in general, and some things about car repair. I hope you find it educational, enlightening, and I hope it increases your understanding of your car. And maybe along the way we'll have some fun too. Thank you for listening, and here we go. Episode number 127, Regenerative Braking. Say what? <laughs> um, this one's going to be talking about, this is more for on hybrids and certainly uh, EV cars, electric vehicle type cars and hybrids, but it's what's called regenerative braking. And this is talking about the service side of it. Okay. Again, this is from a uh, trade magazine that's called Import Car. Uh, the article is written by an Andrew Markel, Markel, Markel. Uh, and again, this is it's it's technical, but not hopefully too technical. Uh, my main thought was is that uh, it just you know again it, it helps to kind of bring you up to speed to what is regenerative braking, what's going on out there, and if you're interested in finding that kind of stuff out, why here we go. So okay, uh, regenerative braking is nothing new. It's been around just about as long as there's been electric trolley cars and electric trains. And it's not even a case that it hasn't been around for a very long time in the auto industry. The difference is that the automotive industry has only recently adopted a large-scale regenerative braking system for itself with the the advent of the modern hybrid and electric car. Regenerative braking takes the forward motion of the vehicle and turns it into electrical energy. This is called kinetic energy. The law of energy states, energy cannot be created, only transferred. Thus, in standard friction brake systems that most cars and trucks use today, the energy from applying the brakes is dissipated into thin air as heat. In regenerative brake systems, that same energy is sent to the batteries and stored for later use. This is accomplished through the mechanical connection between the tires and the battery packs by way of the traction motors. You can visualize regenerative braking as if it were an alternator on a typical mechanical engine. An accessory belt from the engine crankshaft turns the alternator, and as it turns, it produces the required voltage for the electrical systems. In the hybrid systems, its alternator, electric motor, is bolted between the engine and the transmission. This is the most common setup, or it can be mounted inside the transmission. With the electronic throttle closed, foot off the gas pedal, and or the brake pedal applied, and the vehicle is still moving, the kinetic Kinetic energy can be captured not only as stored energy for the battery, but as an aid to the friction braking system. This is really noticeable when on a long downhill coast in in a vehicle with regenerative braking. You can actually feel the car slowing down under its own electrical power produced by the forward movement of the car. Regenerative braking systems inherently work better at certain speeds than at others. In fact, they're most effective in stop-and-go driving situations. Slower speeds and battery usage go hand in hand. The Toyota Prius, for example, has unique requirements for its brake system. On 2001 through 04 models, the hydraulic brakes are not used until the vehicle is below 7 miles per hour unless the vehicle has to make a hard stop. In fact, during many light braking events, the rear friction brakes will be lightly applied while the front may be not may not be applied at all until the vehicle is at a full or near stop. For this reason, it is normal for a hybrid to wear the rear brake pads two to three times faster than the front pads. 
It's common to see a hybrid with 70 to 100,000 miles on the odometer and still has the original set of front brake pads. This comes back to the earlier point about regenerative braking handling the majority of braking force. This does not mean that other components like hardware, rubber seals, boots, or the brake pedal, excuse me, brake pads, can't fail for other reasons other than general wear. Weather and time still play a major part in the overall condition of the components. This means that it's still a good practice to check the brake components during a routine inspection of the vehicle. Under average driving conditions, the pads may not reach operating temperatures, and corrosion can build up between the backing plate and friction material due to water intrusion and road salt and ice, removed, ice removal chemicals. This corrosion between the friction material and the backing plate can cause the friction material to separate. Depending on the request for braking, the system electronically calculates and decides how to apply friction and regenerative braking to meet the demand. Light braking to a panic stop will result in different electronic calculations that various sensors and the ABS controller watch for to direct the appropriate action to be taken. Not only are we seeing a more controlled braking system, but we are also seeing a lot less wear on the friction pad components. This leads to a lot of drivers who aren't used to their new regenerative braking thinking there is something wrong. The technician may get a complaint that the brake pedal isn't always in the same place or that they feel a vibration during certain braking conditions. This is basically normal operation on most regenerative braking systems. The, the vibration is usually caused by the hydraulic motor for the ABS and the vibration can be felt through the brake pedal. The pedal grab point is still the same, but the pedal travel can change somewhat depending on the distance and speed traveled before the brake pedal was applied. Although brake pad wear and brake pad replacement aren't frequently needed repairs on regenerative braking system vehicles, it's still a good idea to perform periodic maintenance checks on the entire braking system. The older the vehicle is and the environment in which it operates can have detrimental impacts on the brake system. A few basic checks will keep your customer on the road and make them more at ease knowing their brakes system is good to go. Well, I mean, good to stop. Ha ha. Okay, well, that was, that's about it for that one. Kind of a short one, but again, you know, uh, hopefully it gave you some insight into regenerative braking. And uh, you learned a few things in that regard. Um, as usual, if you want to get a hold of me via email, it's bkpodcast5 at gmail.com. I'm also on LinkedIn. And, you know, again, always looking, uh, you know, someone to give a high out there or, frankly, just as important is I'm always looking for new subject titles, you know, new things to talk about. So if you have an idea for something and, you know, again, this is up to episode number 127, so... Uh, I've obviously covered a few things, but if you don't see it in the list of, of uh, episodes that I've done so far, uh, you know, uh, by all means, give me an email and, and uh, you know, let me know what it is you're looking for. And I will uh, at least try or certainly make an episode out of it. And if I do that, I will definitely mention your name to give you credit. So appreciate your time. Appreciate you listening. Uh, hope you have a fantastic day and a great tomorrow. Thank you again. Thank you for listening to this episode. It's been an honor and a privilege to spend time with you. I hope you found this of value. Please share it with family and friends. 
Above all else, with all you're getting, get understanding. May God bless you and keep you. And thank you again.